Entrepreneur on Fire 1060. The purpose of life is to be happy, period. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EO Fire to 33444. That's EO Fire, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and get insights from my head to your inbox weekly. Ignite. As a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire. ZipRecruiter can help, and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 400,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. What's shaking fire nation? John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jonathan Levy. Jonathan, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, sir. Yes. Jonathan is an experienced entrepreneur, angel investor, and life hacker from Silicon Valley. Since 2014, he's been one of the top performing instructors on Udemy and is excited to drop value bombs on Fire Nation today. Jonathan, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having me on the show, John. It's a pleasure and an honor. (laughs) To give you a little background about myself, I have been in entrepreneurship, honestly, since I could reach the kitchen counter, actually before. I never really had the opportunity to have a role model of a day-to-day employee, you know, a kind of salaried employee. So I thought growing up that you started businesses anytime you wanted to make money or buy a new car or have any pocket change. So did a bunch of stuff growing up, tried everything under the sun, DJing, web design. None of it really worked, but it all set me up with these wonderfully educational failures that I rolled in uh, into a business when I was 16 years old selling luxury car parts, believe wow. it or not. Yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. A really cool business when you're 16, not as cool when you're 23 <laughs> to be selling car parts on the internet. So I graduated college, decided, look, uh, I can do this about another year. But after that year, decided to sell the company you know, small business doing a few million in revenue, sold it, did some angel investing, applied to business school, finished business school, tried to start up, that didn't work and decided, you know, hey, I learned this really cool skill in anticipation of business school, which was accelerated learning memory and speed reading. And all my friends had been asking me about it. So I decided I would translate the materials from the language I studied in to English and create some videos, put them on the side till I figured out what my next entrepreneurial venture would be. Lo and behold, fast forward a couple years and 40,000 students later, I'm still teaching online courses, publishing books, podcasts, thanks to a lot of your materials, John. And you know, now getting into teaching people how to create multi-platform brands, teaching people about, you know, how to create these wonderful brands that you, people like you and I can be experts on the internet and we can teach people a lot of valuable stuff. So that's where I'm going with it today. Awesome, man. Well, I'm stoked that podcasting has been of inspiration to you because I just think it's going to be a great way for you to kind of get your message out there into the world because I'm looking at your Udemy page 
And man, it's, it's impressive to say the least. I mean, you've done a lot of courses. You have a lot of students that have gone through. I mean, some of them, you know, let me just kind of go through, um, you know, become a speed demon productivity trips, uh, tricks to have more time, become a travel wizard, become a super learner. I mean, 37,000 students in that one alone. I mean, awesome stuff. And, and Fire Nation, you're obviously in the right place. If you're looking to learn a little more about, you know, how can I take skills, knowledge, information that I have in my head and put it out there into the world to really make an impact in a powerful way. So Jonathan, right now, today, if you're at a networking party in Silicon Valley and somebody walks up to you and says, what do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? Oh, uh, I think like, all entrepreneurs on your show, I hate that question. So <laughs> I usually reply with some witty kind of comfort shifting, get people out of their comfort zone answer, like all kinds of stuff or, uh, you know, whatever whatever I see fit that day. People push a little bit further. Uh, I'll, I'll say, you know, I'm an author, entrepreneur, and I teach online courses. If people really are looking for a kind of a specific answer, I say I run a media company that publishes content in different media formats. Let's talk about the brass tax here. And for entrepreneurs, that typically is revenue. That's generating dollars and cents. So we can keep doing what we're doing, amplify our message, our mission to the world. Today, how are you generating revenue? Yeah, so right now, the majority of my revenue actually comes from Udemy, right? They're 60 to 70% of my revenue personally and significantly more if you take the business. I also have a side side business doing software, but that's kind of a very small thing that has kept me through hard times and <laughs> continues to be a, a nice little side project. But the majority of the revenue is through paid courses on Udemy. Um, I don't believe in giving away free online courses, at least. I'll give away an ebook once in a while. But yeah, the majority is from there. And then, of course, there's the ebooks. I recently took your course, actually, John, on Udemy on how to monetize oh, your thanks. podcast. So while the podcast is uh, predominantly, honestly, for my own personal enjoyment and fulfillment, I am getting to the point where I'm going to start monetizing it. Good for you. No, that's exciting. One thing I do have a question about Udemy is like, how specifically can you stop them from doing those like blitz $2, $1, like $10 sales? Is there a way to do that? Definitely. I mean, you can opt into those programs. What I teach in the new course I have coming up is you don't really want to because, uh, well, as you know, John, it's all about getting people into your ecosystem. It's all about getting people to be aware of you. So for me, I'm happy for people to take my course as long as they pay 10 bucks. That's my minimum. And you know, I told you, Demi, they, they emailed me, Hey, can we sell your course 15? Okay, fine. Can we sell your course 10? Okay, fine. I drew the line there. Um, so they're not selling my course anywhere below $10 and that's, that's pretty rare. Usually it's in the 19 to $29 range. Yeah, because so you Udemy's can stop- looking to make money too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I draw the line, you know, a couple times a year it goes for 10 bucks. But in reality, I want them to sell it for 10 bucks. I want to reach as many people as I can with this message. I want to inspire as many people. And of course, uh, you know, one of the main things that I really uh, pivoted me into creating one of these how-to courses. I didn't want to be someone saying, you know, how I make $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month on Udemy. But I decided finally to create a course, which is how I create an ecosystem. Because as you know, a lot of these different environments don't allow you to, say, collect email addresses. 
So you have to be kind of really clever and smart about how you transition people from being your Udemy student or customer to being a fan of your brand, you know, and it's just like podcasting. You have to be smart about how am I going to get people to check out the site? How am I going to provide value to get people to my website where they can subscribe and, you know, be a member of Fire Nation, for example. Right. And that's so huge, Fire Nation, getting people into your world, no matter how you can do that. Because if you can get them into your world, get them onto your email list, have them as a qualified lead, a qualified buyer in the case of Udemy when they're buying you in a course for $10, they're a qualified buyer. They've taken out their wallet. They're willing to invest in your course, your product, your service. That's huge. You can continue to market to them you know, for as long as they stay on that list. I mean, they can obviously unsubscribe at any time, but they've already raised their hand. You're looking at prime opportunities. So Jonathan, let's shift to your journey now. Now, you've done a lot of good things since 2014. You know, you've been one of the top performing instructors at Udemy, but it's not always roses. It's not always rainbows and, and sun shining through the clouds. I mean, we have our difficult times too. And I want you to take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment thus far in your entrepreneurial journey. And John, really tell us that story. Take us to that moment in time. Oh man, I'm going to have a hard time picking them <laughs> because I give a lecture, John, called uh, Fail Harder, Fail Faster. Yes. And it's all about, I give it typically to a lot of Korean, Chinese uh, entrepreneurs who come from cultures where failure is not really accepted. Right, and they're the message there is, yeah, the, the message there is basically, I'm only standing up here lecturing and sounding smart because I've failed so much. So <laughs> picking one failure alone is is tricky. But I would say probably the most poignant and life-altering, and this will get ahead to the aha moment, so I'll try not to spoil it, was after business school. You know, I go to business school with the intention of building a bigger business. I sold this multi-million dollar company. I said, this isn't big enough. Went against what mom and dad said, you know, you have this great business that's working well. Why sell it? Sold it, spent about $100,000 on this MBA, met some really smart people, you know, built this project together, was getting ready to try and raise money. The other people drop out of the project. So I plug okay. ahead, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, this is a dream of mine. I want to do the venture back startup, decide to go back to the Valley instead of Israel, which is kind of my happy place. So fine, I'll compromise. I'll spend a few years in the Valley, try to see where this thing goes, spend three months, four months, five months, six months. And the thing is just going nowhere. I'm just not getting off the ground. You know, I'm minus $100,000 on my ROI, really just beaten down by this whole thing. And in a place that I don't want to live, just doing things that I don't want to do, raising money, doing sales calls. And that was it. I mean, I didn't know where to go from there. So I said, you know what? I can't do anything if I'm not coming from a place of happiness and coming from a place of joy. Nothing's going to be successful, even if it's the right product, the right opportunity, the right time. It's just not going to work if I'm miserable. <laughs> so I packed up and left. I, I went to Tel Aviv. I said, you know what? I'll figure something out. And I did. And that something, the next project I did was Super Learner. Now, Jonathan, this is something I want to kind of dwell on for a second here because it's so important. And I'm always referencing the book, The Dip by Seth Godin, because he puts it so eloquently, but a lot of people misinterpret it so dangerously. They feel like The Dip is a book all about just persevering, being persistent, getting through the tough times because that golden nugget awaits you at the end of that rainbow, whatever that might be. And 
to me, you know, that is part of the book for sure. But I think a key distinguisher that a lot of people miss is that a huge part of that book is about, hey, sometimes when you're digging in a hole, the only way to get out is to stop digging. And Jonathan, you had to look in the mirror and call a spade a spade and say, hey, I'm unhappy. I'm in Silicon Valley where I don't want to be. Uh, this product is not succeeding. You know, I'm doing things day to day that aren't fun for me. I want to go back to my happy place. I want to start creating something from a place of passion, excitement, and happiness, not from a place of desperation, loneliness, and sadness. And I mean, it just makes sense when you put it that way, Fire Nation, but how many of you are doing that very thing right now that Jonathan was doing in Silicon Valley? So that's kind of my big takeaway, John, from your really worst moments kind of series in your life. What do you think about that? And um, kind of give Fire Nation a big takeaway as well that you want to make sure that we get. I think that's spot on. I think a big part of it is understanding that you choose to be an entrepreneur to make certain choices that other people can't make, whether that's what products am I going to work on, whether that's how am I going to structure my day? You know, am I going to take a nap in the middle of the day? Am I going to work from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m.? You choose entrepreneurship to have a certain level of freedom. And the most basic of those freedoms should be doing things you love, right? There are so many people out there working in consulting Mm. and they love the work itself, but they hate this one part where they have to, you know, file their expense reports. As entrepreneurs, we can say, this is my job description. This is where it ends. This is where I'm going to hire people to do the things I don't want to do. And you can decide, you know, what products am I going to build? A great example of this is I've been told for a year now that I should be doing webinars. Well, I don't know that I want to do webinars and I have that choice. So I think, you know, if you're going to work as hard as you are to be an entrepreneur, you're going to go through the stress and the anxiety of wondering, am I going to make payroll this month? You should be able to exchange that stress and that anxiety and that extra work for a level of freedom and satisfaction with your work that other people don't get or are unlikely to get. So for me, it's all about entrepreneurship is a way of choosing my lifestyle and choosing the way I want my life to look more than anything. You should be doing webinars. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm actually, literally, I have your tab open oh, in cool. my browser for the last two days. Like as I was researching, uh, you know, our chat and getting ready, I was like, man, I, I really like, I can't, I'm embarrassed. I got to get on it. Oh, I yeah. get on it. So I have your tab open. I'm going to take your course. Good for you, man. And no, honestly, it, it really does come down to is, does it feel right? You know, does it feel right? Because no matter how much time and effort you're going to put into a webinar, if it just doesn't feel right, that's going to come across so clearly on the webinar and, and it's just, you know, and it's not going to perform. But the reality is, and, and I've just seen this over and over again, you know, there is this kind of invisible fear that people have of even just starting the webinar because it is kind of like a public speaking, you know, engagement that a lot of people have as a number one phobia, which is understandable. And the reality is once people do their first webinar, they're like, oh my God, I've yeah. seen the light. I, I want to do these every week. And I did, I did one a week in 2014. I mean, I could not wow. get enough of them, but that's me. And again, it's not for everybody, but um, I'll be interested to see what you think after you learn a little bit more, because it definitely will be beneficial to your business yeah. um, in the short yeah. term, for sure. But we're talking long term here. It might not be long term if it's not for you. So it's something to explore. But Fire Nation, as always, keep your finger on that pulse. Exactly. And it's ironic. You know, I, I really enjoy doing meerkats. Oh, yeah. Something, something about, I think the issue for me is for people to pay 
for something that's live. I don't, it's, it's not a meerkat where it's off the cuff and I'm drinking a glass of wine and it's not a course where I've structured the content so specifically that it, it goes through this beautifully crafted flow. I spend hours and hours just thinking about the storyline of my courses. It's something in between. And I think that's, what's making me uncomfortable, which you're right. I got to face it. Why are you going to charge for your webinars? I don't know. <laughs> That's the next question. I've right? never, I've never done a charge webinar. So all my webinars are, have always been completely free. And then, you know, I give a strong uh, call to action to join either a podcaster's paradise or a webinar on fire at the end of the webinars. Um, but you know, it's 45 minutes to an hour of just free, valuable content. And cool. I've enjoyed that. But Hey, on the flip side, people like Chris Brogan do paid webinars and do great as well. So there's, there's pros and cons of both. And I, I may, I may even dabble into that a little bit as well. But Jonathan, I want to kind of shift into another story. And this one's going to be an epiphany, an aha moment that you've had at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. And so pick the one that you think is really going to resonate most with our listeners and tell that story. All right. So I perfectly led up to this, if I may say so myself, (laughs) with the misery story. And I find that most of your most aha moments come after your most miserable moments. Mm. And the aha moment for me was being raised in Silicon Valley. I always had this belief that I was going to go to business school, finish up, go through a venture-backed startup, run a billion-dollar business, sell out for gajillions of dollars or go public, right? That's that's the trajectory when you look around and you see the Mark yeah. Zuckerbergs and the Steve Jobs, yeah. which, you know, Point are 1% right up the street. 1% of people actually succeed in that and it's good. Bingo. <laughs> but that, that should be the goal, right? Of if course. you're the Silicon Valley, quote unquote, tech person. My aha moment was when I started making sales, I remember when I realized that this course was actually going to make money. It was in the third week and I had flown off to Switzerland for a ski trip And I managed to get Wi-Fi and I checked my phone and I saw like a few thousand dollars in sales and it was on Udemy. So it's not my own platform. I don't control it. You know, it's my last business had my name on the door and, and, you know, the website was named after me, my nickname. And and I was like, well, you know, am I going to be in TechCrunch for this? No. (laughs) Yeah. Am I, am I going to be in Wired Magazine? No. Am I making more money than I need to live while I'm on the ski slope here? I mean, so my first business wasn't fully passive. And even my software wasn't, but this one was fully passive. I was standing there on the ski slope. Udemy was doing all the paid marketing. They were doing all the customer service. They were doing all the payments. They were doing all the accounting. I just got a nice, neat PayPal payment at the end of the month, right? And then if, a few days after that, I started getting emails like, hey, this course is amazing. I'm already noticing improvements in my memory. And the, the aha moment, John, was how much of my quote-unquote ambition to be a successful entrepreneur, to be in TechCrunch, to, as we say in the Valley, to change the world. I don't know if you watch Silicon Valley. <laughs> How much of that quote-unquote ambition was actually ego, right? And me needing to prove something to myself or prove something to others. Versus conversely, you know, I've impacted, at least I hope I've impacted, the lives of 40,000 people who pay me a damn good living. And and do I need to be recognized the world over, right? Do I need to to have that ego boost of being recognized by millions of people and, and running a billion dollar business. And that I should also say, even in that first month, I was making the same amount running this business where I'm essentially, you know, one of 30,000 instructors on Udemy. I was making the same amount as I was making running my own multi-million dollar business and working almost not at all. Today, I make three times as much as I made running my business. 
And, you know, I don't do the marketing and I don't have to sign paychecks. I, I don't have many employees. And so that, that was the aha is, is separating your ego from your ambition. Now, Jonathan, let's take that separating the ego from the ambition and let's lead that into the one thing that you are most fired up about right now today. What is that? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good, I have a lot to learn from you, John. <laughs> that's a good question. I'll tell you what, I have a bucket list uh, as I think everyone should. And my bucket list isn't, it's a lot of token experiences, but it's also a lot of life milestones. And the next one on my on my list after sell a company, after learn four languages, after, you know, all these wonderful, great things is a really, really tricky one, which is I want to positively impact the daily lives of 1 million plus people. Now, I had no illusions about selling car parts. That is not going to positively impact <laughs> even one person's life. You know what I mean? Like we're selling luxury wheels. How much of an impact is that? I tried to go the route of working with startups in development in Africa, and I realized it's, it's actually pretty hard to impact a million people unless you're a runaway success story. But I think, you know, with this publishing books, if I can get a solid publishing deal or, you know, I can expand this course a little bit further beyond Udemy, I think this might be my path to checking that off my goal. And someone asked me today, actually, well, what are you going to do after you reach a million people? I have no idea. (laughs) But I think it's going to be a pretty uphill battle to impact a million people's lives. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm, I'm ready to rise to the challenge. One major milestone at a time is fine, Fire Nation. And I think a million impacted lives is just that. So We're about to impact some lives in the lightning round, Jonathan. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Logos are important communication tools. As consumers, we immediately recognize the iconic logos that surround us. You'll recognize the EO Fire logo anywhere, right? The true power of brand, however, comes not just from a logo, but even more from the entire experience of interacting with that company. Brands are made up of moving parts, from stylish logos to expressive fonts and customer service, return policies and manufacturing processes. Each brand must follow through and the identity is developed for itself. 99designs brand identity package helps you visualize your brand values across logo, business card, letterhead, and also Facebook covers. It's a great way to construct a significant portion of your brand's visual foundation. 99designs is your number one choice for quality design at an affordable price. Want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? For logos, websites, and more, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. As a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire, but quality candidates are hard to find, but not when you use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 plus job sites, plus they have an incredibly easy to use interface where you can watch new candidates roll in within just 24 hours. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, businesses just like the one Dan runs. Here's what Dan had to say about ZipRecruiter. The hardest part about running a business when you need to hire is that you have to spend extra time recruiting while you're short-staffed. But with ZipRecruiter, I've gotten quality candidates within 24 hours of posting a job. ZipRecruiter's website makes this process so much faster by letting me manage candidates in one place. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time to try ZipRecruiter for free, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Jonathan, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? 
You know I am, John. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, to be honest, and it's a little bit of a sarcastic answer, but I, I wasn't old enough to found businesses when I discovered entrepreneurship. <laughs> so I'd have my dad hold my hand and tell me, you, you know, you can't just go out there and call yourself Webelu or Web Design. There are, there are legal steps that you need to go to be able to use that name legally. So my first few businesses, my dad was kind enough to explain that to me and, and register. But it, to be honest, I consider myself very fortunate that most of my role models in my life were self-employed. What's the best advice you've ever received? I think the best advice I've ever received, and it was indirectly, came from the Dalai Lama's book. And it said that the purpose of life is to be happy, period. Everything else is serving that end, or at least that's how I've interpreted it. I mean, building a family, building relationships with friends, building your business, earning money, everything else is to serve that purpose. So happiness is first for me. And I think that's the best advice I've ever received. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I exercise. I exercise religiously. Um, I don't think I've taken more than a week off in the last 12, 13 years. Now, what constitutes exercise for you? Currently, I'm a pretty hard uh, CrossFit devotee. Mm -hmm. So it's high-intensity interval training, a little bit of cardio, a lot of weightlifting. But it, I mean, any movement practice that gets you sweating and, and the more I learn about the brain through the accelerated learning stuff, the more I learn that besides sleep, exercise and diet are the most important things you can do. So true. And do you know how to tell somebody that's doing CrossFit? Yeah, because they, they talk about it, right? <laughs> Don't worry. They'll tell you. <laughs> they will tell you. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, yeah, I hope you guys haven't discovered this one yet, but it's brilliant. It's called followupthen.cc. Yeah. Have you found this one? No. Oh, I'm so excited to be the one that breaks this on your show, John. So basically what you do, you know, someone says to you, great example in podcasting, hey, I, you know, I can't do this week. Contact me in a month after I'm done my book tour and I'll get back to you. So normally you have to go in to, you know, your task list or your calendar, or your Asana or whatever you're using to manage your podcast um, or whatever, you know, it's just an example and you have to create that reminder and blah, 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 blah. And you have to maybe copy paste the email with this service. When you sign up, they send you an email with like 500 addresses CC'd and that automatically adds all those addresses to your autofill. And then what you do is you write back no problem to the person or sure thing. And you either CC or BCC one month at followupthen.cc, right? Wow. And then what happens Brilliant. is if you CC, It'll email both of you and say, a month ago, you asked to be reminded of this. Here's the whole email. If you BCC, it'll just send it to you. I use this for everything. You sign up. I signed up for an Amazon Prime trial. I was like, I want to try it out and remember to cancel it. Forward the congratulations email to one month at or 29 days right. at follow up then. I use this thing religiously and I absolutely love it. Brilliant. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Who Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Classic. And the why is at the end of the day, all success in life comes down to people's skills. So and, and I think that that like needs some unpacking because you really have to think about it. It's, it's obvious that business success comes from people's skills, right? No, if no one wants to work with you, no one wants to collaborate with you. People get that. But ultimately, success also with others in relationships contributes to your own happiness. And for me, that's the definition of success, right? Is having a happy, well-balanced life. So I think that book is very basic in the sense that it, it spells things out and 
people can kind of take it as pedantic, but it's good to be reminded of the basics. I mean, smile, like how many, how many of us need to be reminded <laughs> smile? Like when you ask for something, Hey, John, can I appear on your show? Smile. Your email will come out different. Even if the person can't see you, your email will come out different if you're smiling. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Jonathan, I said that with a smile. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> it comes through, man. So brother, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Yeah. So for all my kind of superhuman stuff, the podcast and everything, it's becoming a superhuman.com. And then I have a personal portfolio that's jle.vi. And John, if your audience wants, I'll give you guys a whole bunch of 90% off coupons since we already let the cat out of the bag with Udemy courses. And that'll be hosted, all the links and all that good stuff at jle.vi slash fire. Perfect. Well, Give us that parting piece of guidance. Yeah. So the parting piece of guidance, I would say you're going to spend a hell of a lot of time in your life working. It's okay to fail. It's okay to fail along the way. But I think the only failure that you shouldn't accept as a constructive and learning experience is the failure to build a life that you want to be living. So really think about what you're doing, what you're building and the life you're leading because entrepreneurship is a means to an end and that end isn't billions of dollars and it's not even financial freedom. That end is happiness. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Jonathan and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Jonathan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today, books, resources, his links, becomingasuperhuman.com. And of course, the gift is waiting for you at jle.vi slash fire. Is that right, Jonathan? Yes, sir. jle.vi slash fire. That'll be linked up on the show notes page as well. And Jonathan, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. A big thanks to Amazing.com for sponsoring today's episode. Amazing.com offers proven online courses that can help just about anyone start their own business. Their courses cover everything from selling products on Amazon to launching the next hot mobile app. They've already helped more than 20,000 people get started. Learn how at Amazing.com or call 888-373-9363. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Create, grow, and monetize your podcast at freepodcastcourse.com. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite.